If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Holistic Navigator Podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself if given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show, and on today's episode, we'll be speaking with clinical nutritionist Carl Germano about sports nutrition and supplementation. So let's not waste any time and jump right into this episode. So please allow me to introduce the host of this show, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian. This is Ed with the Holistic Navigator again. Always excited to do this weekly podcast because I want to leave a legacy of sharing uh, the 41 years experience I have in health, healing, nutrition, uh, functional medicine, everything and all things I want to have as an encyclopedia for people. I have been into, if you look at my Instagram on the Holistic Navigator, I post all kinds of things from the gym. I started working out when I was 14 years old. I actually weighed 119 pounds and had a bicep that measured, I remember all too well, 10 and a quarter inches, people. Uh, my girlfriend's wrist is 10 and a quarter. So it was as small as you can get. And so I started working out and fell in love with weight training at age 14. Well, here I am, 62, and other than a six-month sabbatical when I ran a marathon, that was the only time I did not enter the gym. And I have to say this, the nutrition industry has one of the most impeccable safety records of any consumable product in almost every area except in one and that is the sports nutrition category. And today I want to uh, have a guest that is the ultimate expert on this topic because I want people to know two things. You don't want to throw the baby out with the bath. So some people would say, well, since it's kind of iffy, we're not going to do anything. Well, that doesn't make sense as we age because we need things to help support, nourish, and make a 62-year-old really help recovery that I, you know, used to have a lot of at 32. And the only way to do that is through your habits and your supplements and the way that you work out. But the devil's in the details. You do not want to walk into these bodybuilding stores and purchase many of these products. They're, they're dangerous in certain ways for certain people. They're very impure. They use a lot of, of chemicals and really legal amphetamines. So saying all of that, I want to welcome a guest today that I met about, well, I probably met him 10 years ago at some of the shows, but I actually uh, met him in person about five or six years ago because he, he was part of a lecture that he came down uh, that he did for a group of people here in Chattanooga. Uh, and it was called uh, a book that he had written called The Misled Athlete. Uh, Carl Germano is a board certified clinical nutritionist and vice president of Verdant Oasis. He holds a master's degree in cl clinical nutrition from New York University and has 35 years experience in product development for some of the largest 
supplement companies, and even use uh, producing medical foods and functional beverages. The, the thing is, this guy has has more than just knowledge. He has wisdom. He's lived it. He, uh, If you saw what he looked like, I mean, I'm not going to tell his age unless he wants to. He looks like he's 20 years younger than what he says, uh, but he is 65. Uh, maybe he'll let me slide by since I just said that. But he is a prolific educator. He also has written the book Nature's Painkillers, The Osteoporosis Solution, The Brain Wellness Plan, and The New One, The Road to Ananda. Welcome, Mr. Germano. Thank you so much, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. What I want to do is uh, kind of keep it down to a couple bullet points here for listeners. The people who would be listening to this most likely would be gym nuts or people who are consistently into fitness. Now, if they're listening to the Holistic Navigator, they probably are quite a bit more open minded than, say, the general public. Let me just uh, kind of propose a question here first off. Uh, and I don't even know your answer. First off, there is two sides to sports nutrition supplements, one of which is very concerning, but the other side is very promising as far as a potential to uh, elevate any male or female to better performance and better recovery. But we have to know the details of how to separate these two. And I want you to help people understand that. Sure. Well, We've been bombarded over the past few decades with a campaign that's been really misleading people who are active or uh, seasoned athletes, and that is the use of protein and stimulants like caffeine. That is not the answer uh, nutritionally to help uh, an athlete perform better or recover better. Uh, Today, we view the athlete as a patient. And uh, back in the day when I wrote this book, um, I was working with oncology patients, and um, I posed to the uh, powers that be at the time, do you understand that the cancer patient and the athlete are identical to me uh, at a cellular level? And they looked at me like I was insane. They said, what are you talking about? Well, after strenuous ex- exercise, <clears throat> we look at physiological things that I see exactly in, as in, I see in a c- oncology patient. Both patient populations break down muscle, have fatigue, there's a a transient immune suppression, um, muscle loss, inflammation, and oxidative stress. So I'm looking at a subset of the population who are doing uh, things to their body that are very helpful. Uh, Exercise is a tremendous attribute to staying healthy. But at the same time, we have to look at exercise as a stressor. No different than the stressor of disease at the cellular level. And so I was uh, asked to prove what I was saying. I was given a budget. We went to Rutgers University. We took the Division I football team, strength athlete, Division I soccer team, um, the endurance athlete. And we put this to the test. We took them preseason when we knew they were going to get the daylights beat out of them. And they would be under a lot of stress, running out in the field, pricking their fingers, taking bloods. Lo and behold, what do we find? <clears throat> At the end of the day, after strenuous activity, elevated inflammation, elevated oxidative stress markers, elevated muscle breakdown markers and changes in hormone cortisol to testosterone levels, fatigue, immune suppression, everything you see in the clinical oncology patient. And so today, outside of the campaign that's gone on with just protein and caffeine, 
uh, we've kind of transcended to a more important message that the way to perform better is to recover better. And the way to recover better involves both dietary changes as well as the use of other supplements that are known to help the body adapt to the stressor and recover so they can go out the next day and uh, perform well. Uh, so well-spoken. And, you know, the, the fact, the analogy between an athlete and a cancer patient hits home pretty hard because, you know, I remember you speaking that at one of the conventions where you were, and we actually had made some of the CDs, like I remember 500 we made of your lecture, and we gave them out, and people were like amazed, and it really turned people's heads around because they haven't kind of connected that theory that an athlete a hardworking athlete is similar to kind of the wasting away that can happen in a cancer patient. So we're not going to really talk about too much about the foods right now because that's for another day. But let's just use someone as an example or talk about how can a person make a wise choice, first off, for the quality product? And then secondly, what would be the basic core program of a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old, a 60-year-old who's working out hard four to five days a week, wants to look better as much as be healthy. I mean, we have to be honest. Everybody walking in that gym is not there for the ulterior purpose of just longevity. We are people, and I am too, that wants to maintain a certain level of physique. And, you know, I have a fear of being overweight. And so I, I force myself to work out very hard. What can a person like uh, the average person do to accelerate this process of recovery and know they're not making the wrong decisions if they are ordering, say, mail order or they go into a store they're not familiar with? Now, I am a huge proponent of local nutrition stores. Most times the local stores have far more ethics and more knowledge in order to guide you through this jungle. But uh, give us some of those answers, if you will, Mr. Germano. Well, first of all, in terms of whether you be a parent looking to take care of your young child who's embarking on sports activities in school, whether you're a seasoned athlete or whether you are someone um, who's what we call a weekend athlete, it really doesn't matter. The way you look at products, um, one of the ways to really assure that you're getting safe products, and that's the key because uh, sports products are typically riddled with a lot of banned substances. And so NSF is an organization that tests for all banned substances and gives you a certification and a seal that you can put on products. They test for all the banned substances that are on the World Anti-Doping Association lists, the NCAA lists, U.S. Olympic Committee lists. And so those companies who submit each and every batch of the material that they put into their sports products uh, who uh, uh, obtain the NSF seal and certification that you should look for on the front panel, the side panel, what have you, are really uh, the choice that you want to make uh, in terms of safety. <clears throat> in terms of efficacy, we look at the athlete and we look at various stages of what do we provide for the athlete to help the body perform, help the body recover at all stages. And so for pre-workout, uh, before you get into the gym, go on the field, get on the court. Um, what can we do for the athlete to you know, help them um, in terms of muscular strength and endurance? Well, there are plenty of these amino acid and amino acid derivatives that help uh, supply energy to muscle. Um, you're looking at certain amino acids that raise 
nitric oxide. Nitric oxide, a compound that acts as a vasodilator, opens up the blood vessels to get more blood flow to the muscle so that the muscle can be more efficient in doing work. Um, and you're looking at uh, things like branched-chain amino acids, L-arginine, citrulline, um, uh, creatine, um, things that also support the energy cycle in muscle. And creatine is a phosphate donor. Uh, ubiquinol is involved. Uh, CoQ10 is involved in the uh, energy transport chain in the cell. So there are things we can do to kind of jumpstart an athlete. Now, when it comes to that pre-workout issue, which is probably the most popular supplement in the sports marketplace, uh, people have been riddled with problematic products that are loaded with caffeine. Now, I want to set the record straight. Caffeine in smaller doses is absolutely helpful, and there's plenty of data to prove its performance capabilities. But when you get in, up into the levels of 300, 400 milligrams of caffeine, which is not uncommon in typical sports products that are not NSF certified, um, you, you have to deal with the arrhythmias and the issues that, and the dehydration that can occur uh, when given high doses of caffeine. It's not in the best interest of any athlete uh, to take those high, high doses. Putting that aside, you now look at uh, anybody who's going to be embarking on exercise greater than an hour. You have to be concerned with the fact that in order to generate muscular strength, you have to provide sources of energy. The source of energy for muscle is primarily glucose, sugar. Now, this is one of the few times uh, that I would recommend the use of simple sugars to help with the endurance issue because the two storage areas for sugar in the body are your liver in the form of glycogen and also in muscle. After about an hour of strenuous activity, you pretty much exhausted all sources of sugar and energy uh, to muscle, and therefore you have to replenish it. So for endurance sports, cycling, swimming, uh, uh, running, uh, soccer, basketball, uh, you need to replenish that if you want to compete. And I know Gatorade was popular in the past, but that's just simple sugar, which I don't recommend. And there are products in the marketplace uh, that have varying chain lengths of carbohydrate that can spew out that sugar at slower rates, which makes it easier. And then couple that with chromium, lipoic acid, and cinnamon to help the body utilize sugar. Uh, that's the type of product that I would be looking for. And then, so that would be before you get to the gym. Before you get to the gym, the pre-workout amino acids uh, and potentially some uh, an, uh, uh, source of simple sugar during the exercise. When you have greater than an hour of activity, you want to start replenishing some of the carbohydrate that's lost in the liver and muscle. And then we look at the most important phase, and that is post-workout. Post-workout to me is the most important product. It's the most overlooked product because this is when the damage that you have done to your body, we need to rectify. Um, strenuous activity, as I mentioned, is a stressor. Uh, you're breaking down muscle. Uh, you're raising inflammatory markers and oxidative stress markers that can have an impact on hormone levels. And so you're in a, per a period of recovery and you need to um, make sure you, you use these post-recovery workout beverages or nutrients uh, that can help the body get to a, a, a get to a state of balance or homeostasis much quicker 
and uh, that's the use of certain carbohydrate to protein ratios, <clears throat> along with, again, branch chain amino acids, glutamine, uh, just to name a few. Uh, these are substances that help the body recover a lot faster. Everyone, let's press pause for just a moment and tell you about our sponsor for this week. Life Seasons wants to help you live life to its fullest. Starting with the belief in the body's own innate healing force, their product development team provides formulations that work synergistically to deliver maximum potency. Each ingredient is carefully selected, sourced, researched, and tested throughout the manufacturing process providing a product that will deliver results. Life Seasons. Nature works. Science proves it. And like you said, recovery is key because when you dig into the recovery system of the human body, well, nothing, I mean, muscle fitness and Everything that you want from a gym comes or exercise comes from the rebuilding from a slight teardown. And then you get bigger, you get stronger, you get more endurance. And so we're just trying to nourish that system so it's more efficient. So to boil it down, so going into the gym, and I'll be honest with you, I don't, I do a big drink in the morning. I speak about a lot on my podcast, which has to do with, it's a it's a, a protein drink. It's got the amino acids. I, I put uh, some uh, vegetable greens in it. I put fiber in it and I have a modest amount of carbs because I work out for 50 minutes and it seems to be I've stumbled upon the right formula. What I don't do, Carl, which I should do is I don't supplement with a post-workout. And I know I always used to say this to people. I don't know how really scientifically valid it is, but that we have a one hour window of opportunity to do a vast amount of rebuilding if we can access it within that hour. What would I, what should I be doing? And if there's a certain brand that you, again, brand preference and brand choices are the key to being safe and effective and feel free to, to mention any mm -hmm. brand that you feel totally confident in recommending, but what should I be doing right after I finish that workout? Well, first of all, I would like to see you take that protein drink that you make in the morning and make it your post-workout beverage. You understand that when you eat foods, uh, multiple ingredient type beverages or foods, uh, when you dump that down to the gut, you know, all blood is now concentrated in your intestinal tract to digest absorb and utilize those nutrients. And that takes away from blood going to muscle where it's going to be used for, uh, you know, strength exercises or endurance exercises. So I like a lighter, um, a mild, uh, a mild amount of carbohydrate along with things like arginine and citrulline and uh, creatine uh, as these uh, pre-workout, simple, easy to digest and rapidly available compounds for muscle and I like the larger beverage that has more intact protein and foodstuffs, uh, not just for recovery of muscle, but to help lower inflammation and oxidative stress. And all those goodies that you put in your drink have a lot of good antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. And so um, I'd like to do that. As far as supplements uh, and companies, well, Blue Bonnet Nutrition has a great line called Extreme Edge. And they have a pre-workout, they have a carbo load for the endurance athlete during activity, and then they have the post-workout formula formulations. There's a few accessory 
uh, ingredients that they have, uh, a stabilized form of arginine, which raises nitric oxide better than uh, others, uh, uh, additional branch chain amino acids and glutamine that can be used both pre and post-workout. Um, but all of those supplements in the Blue Bonnet Extreme Edge line are NSF certified for sport, which means every batch is tested for all banned substances. So the parent buying it for the child or the seasoned athlete who's worried about getting tested uh, will have no issues uh, with these products. They're scientifically well thought out. And uh, that would be the, the ones that I would recommend. I love that because it makes it very clear to people. Just find a brand that's NS, NSF, and I have used Blue Bronnet with great success. I actually know the owner, totally ethical people from top to bottom. I would trust them with anything that they produced as far as safety. And, you know, I have a new grandchild that uh, just came into the world. And, you know, all of a sudden you get things in your life that give you a different perspective than you haven't thought about. Well, you know, he's just now eight weeks old. But you know what? If I'm still around, he's going to start working out when he's 14 and 15. And I know so many of these kids in high school, they're they're searching and grabbing for anything that gives them that edge. The problem is sometimes they're grabbing things that are not healthy, certainly not certified. And the parents don't know because, you know, you Google it, you can't find it. It's all advertising and everybody seeks a, 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 a you know, happy song, but it's behind the scenes. There's so much corruption. Uh, so uh, NSF, Blue Bonnet. Now, uh, real quickly, before I run out of time, I've never been one to truly throw in many of these athletic supplements in the past 15 years. One that I started, and I want your honest opinion, I know you'll give it, is beta-alanine. I seem to feel better, get a better pump, and it doesn't bother my stomach. Second question is on my stomach. Creatine seems to always bother it at anything more than three grams a day. Can you answer the two, two questions, beta-alanine and creatine? Yes, um, and beta-alanine is an excellent pre-workout uh, addition to a pre-workout um, uh, formula, and and certainly you'll find it in the uh, Blue Bonnet uh, pre-workout formula. Beta-alanine is interesting in that it helps to increase P, the pH uh, in muscle. And that's critically important. You have to understand uh, when muscle is exposed to a low pH, more acidic environment, it doesn't work very well. And quite frankly, when we do exercise, some of the metabolic byproducts just from breathing oxygen um, are, are important free radicals and acids like lactic acid uh, that acidify muscle. And when you have acidified muscle, it doesn't work very well. So beta alanine works to help raise the pH to a little bit more alkaline levels so the muscle could work efficiently. Now, when it comes to creatine, and this has been a very controversial subject over the past two decades or more, <clears throat> creatine is what we call a phosphate donor. It donates phosphorus. Why is this important? Well, the currency that the muscle uses to do work is called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And in order to make energy from ATP, you have to break off a phosphorus, which becomes then ADP, adenosine diphos. Now you have to rebuild ATP. So you need a phosphate donor. And that's where creatine comes in. And it works very well. The problem has always been in the early stages of creatine on the marketplace, they were talking about loading the body and using 15, 20 grams at a time. And and creatine monohydrate uh, holds on to water. People were getting water weight. To make a long story short, two to three grams of creatine is all you need. 
you don't, this is not a numbers game where you need a lot. Uh, in addition to creatine and all the other accessory nutrients we've discussed, uh, it makes for a wonderful pre-workout as well as post-workout. There are studies to show that a little bit of creatine after working out also is helping to repair and rebuild muscle as a phosphate donor. So <clears throat> I would say stick with the small amounts, one, two, three grams at best. And depending upon how tall and how much muscle you have, uh, you don't need to use a lot and you won't have any issues with, in regards to stomach issues or water weight uh, retention. Man, I love that. And you know what? I'm leaving this podcast starting tomorrow following your advice because I I uh, want to kind of switch the, the drink because I know we need that one hour wind of opportunity to rebuild that I'm not getting because I'm drinking my drink at 515 and, you know, hitting the gym at seven and then, you know, not doing a post-workout. So I'm switching that. Number two is I... I'm going to try again on the creatine because like most people, I was doing five to 10 grams and I completely agree with you that number one, the loading is a joke. No one should ever load creatine again. And I will be at, you know, starting at about two, two grams, which is probably plenty. As you say, I'm a sensitive person. I don't need much. And, you know, I know that you know all too well that, I mean, creatine, even in Lou Gehrig's disease and some other studies, is valuable for an aging human being. We're not even talking an athlete. I advise people who walk in and who are talking to, to me and saying, I have no stamina anymore. I'm 70 years old. I used to be able to cut the grass and not be tired. And I would say, let's do three to five grams of creatine. And they're like, but that's a bodybuilding product. And we, you know, of course, talk him through that. But Blue Bonnet makes creatine, does, don't they? Well, <clears throat> it's in their sports line, uh, but I could tell you, you bring up an important issue, and that is a lot of these sports products are more than adequate for the elderly, the elderly who lose protein, lose muscle, um, uh, don't eat well. And so not only something like a whey protein isolate drink would be important for them, but yes, things that help the muscle work more efficiently. And that's true. Creatine has been used in certain conditions where muscular strength is hampered, uh, again, all because of its role as a phosphate donor, whether you are an athlete or just a, uh, or you know, just someone walking around, it doesn't really matter. You're always producing ATP. Your muscles are always doing some work and creatine can be helpful in small doses for a variety of clinical conditions. Well, thank you so much. For people listening, if they want to know more about you or how to learn more about this subject, uh, do you, how can they contact or order your books or how can they do this? Well, the new book, Road to Ananda, you can get uh, right online, roadtoananda.com. Um, uh, I have a website, carlgermano.com. It's a little bit older, but it's my product development website. So my contact information is there. Wonderful. I cannot thank you enough. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in again. And if you're working out or know someone or actually have a family member who has teenagers, send them this link because your teenager is going to do something, people. Most likely, if it's a guy, the girls probably not, but the guys, they're going to they're going to experiment. Have them experiment with knowledge. And you know, I ran across a saying yesterday that says if you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. But if you're determined to learn, no one can stop you. Thank you, everybody. This is Edward at The Holistic Navigator. 
information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen. 